Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 394. Today is Monday, February 26th, 2024. We are right on the cusp, you guys, right at the tail end of, of I almost said of March. We're about to enter into March. Uh, and I can't believe it. It's it's pretty wild. Um, guys, I hope you had a great weekend. I did. Uh, I have kind of a funny story. Lauren and I, we went up to Portland, um, which is about an hour north of us, to go see a movie in IMAX. Uh, we went to go see Tenet, which came out in 2024. If you guys haven't seen it, it's like a, it's like a, it's about like time inversion. So it's like some things are happening forwards in time. Some things are happening backwards at the same time. And it's super trippy um and deep super deep um but lauren and i are sitting there and we're like you know enjoying ourselves and just talking and all of a sudden i hear hey you guys and i look over and illumination is sitting right next to us with her roommate and like the odds of us both being at the same theater in our north um it was just so funny and they're sitting right next to us so that was fun we got to all see it together um so yeah uh, guys, let us know what you did over the weekend in the comments. And also, guys, make sure to follow the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify. Rate us there. That really helps us out. You guys are super generous. Lots of fours and fives. God bless you guys. We appreciate you. Um, and then also, guys, anytime you guys donate to ElijahStreams.com slash donate, that keeps this free at five days a week and allows us to hire people like Eric. And uh, I keep saying that because I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, we're all excited. Um, and it just means that we're expanding and we're able to do more and implement a lot of ideas we've been sitting on for like two years. So I'm excited. Something that's really cool, though, is we have been. Um, oh, nice. Susan, you played Everdell. Very nice. Very nice. Um, uh, Everdell, is a, Everdell is a board game, everybody. Just in case you're like, what are you talking about? Uh, and it's like, got like a big tree, like a cardboard tree. And you have to anyways. Go look it up. Um, but Steve let us know that we used to do a well. We dug a well every three days. Now we're doing one every two days. So we're moving up from 10 wells a month to now 15. So every other day, a new well is being dug. And that is amazing, you guys. And these freshwater wells are impacting these communities. Huge answer to prayer in a lot of these areas where waterborne illness is a huge issue. And even drowning in some of these water, water sources. Uh, and this is a huge answer to prayer and it's opening them up to the gospel. Thousands of people have been exposed to the gospel, which is an amazing thing, you guys. So, uh, we're going to play a video and then we're going to jump right in. Clean water comes to Zimbabwe, Africa. Hi, my name is Dumezo Njovu. I'm a pastor and a church planter. In 2005, we planted a church at a place called Inyati. And as we were preaching... A witch doctor gave his life to the Lord, and that gave birth to the church that we drilled the ball on. And this is just something outstanding, something that will propel our vision and gospel even further. This community, as I speak, is a different community and will never be the same. Everyone is talking about it. Yesterday, school children came in numbers to witness the drilling. And today, we installed the pump. We saw the water 
coming. People are just happy talking about it everywhere. This is something new in this community. They've been traveling like uh, 16 kilometers to get some water, but now it's a matter of uh, opening the tap. We've put the tap for the community and the tap for the church that they'll also grow some vegetables there. Our community now knows the love of the Lord. I want to express my gratitude to Steve and Elijah Stream for the support you are giving to our communities. All gifts are valuable, but water is life. Thank you so much. May the Lord continue to resource you. Amen. Would you consider giving towards the drilling of water wells? Donate online, elijahstreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Yeah, thank you guys so much for those donations. We so appreciate it. I know the people across the, the world appreciate that as well. Uh, and then Eve, I saw uh, Eve is from Africa and she was mentioning that she loves plantain, like fried plantain. She doesn't like bananas. Uh, and I, I was talking with one of the people, I think Jillian in the comments, we were saying, I like peanut butter and banana. It's so good. And they're like, that's such an American thing. And she's like, I love fried plantains. And I was like, if you can, you have to try the Jamaican jerk plantain chips from Trader Joe's, the jerk seasoning. And she just tried them and she's like, they are so delicious. I'm like, like have, uh, you have a really hard time not finishing a bag of those. So anybody, if you have a Trader Joe's in the area, go to Trader Joe's, go to the snack section. There's like a red bag. It's like a long red bag and it's plantain chips, but they've got Jamaican jerk seasoning on them. Ooh, ooh, they're so good. So yeah, you won't regret it. Um, and if they're too spicy for you, you can give them to someone else. So they're not like super, super spicy, but you know, people have different pain tolerances. So when it comes to spicy, so please check that out. I have a lot of recommendations for Trader Joe's actually, uh, cause I used to work there. So, um, anyways, without any further ado, guys, you've seen one of my guests very, uh, very frequently on here and, uh, she's a friend of the show. We love her dearly. She's a minister, author and co-founder of Crave. Uh, that's obviously Victoria, formerly Victoria Rich, Rich, now Victoria Sosa. She got married, but she is being joined for the first time, debut on Elijah Fire, her husband, who is an ex-pro soccer player, lawyer, and graduate of uh, Master of Business Administration, but he is now a Jesus follower, and he is part of the Crave movement, as well as the Revival House ministry team. So without any further ado, let's give it up for our guest today, Roberto. And Victoria Sosa. Hola! Speak some Spanish. Just, oh no, don't test me. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) That was all. (laughs) Just just enough to, you know, make you raise your eyebrows and go, oh, wow. And then, (laughs) welcome, welcome, Victoria, back. Welcome, Rob, for the first time. So excited to have you guys on. Thank you so much, much, Jen. Yeah, we love you so much. Yeah, we love we love you guys, and we were rejoicing with you the whole step of the way as you were walking through this amazing adventure with Rob. Um, And we were talking backstage, and when you came into the picture here on Elijah Fire, 
I had actually just read your book, Good Girl, which is very much from the perspective of you still being single. Rob was not even in the picture yet. No. And so then when you came on our show for the first time, you and him, you'd already met and you were casually dating, correct? Yes. We were getting to know each other and trying to see if there was more. That had just begun the first time I was with you guys. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. All that has has happened in the last two years. I know. My mind. It's wild. Okay, so let's go in the way, way back machine. <laughs> and we I want to talk because there's kind of three stages to every relationship. There's meeting, there's engagement, and meeting, I guess you go meeting slash dating, engagement, and then marriage. And okay. so in the last two years, you hit all three of those categories. Um yeah. so <laughs> how did you I mean, because I guess Rob, like if you want to st- I don't know how you guys want to tell this, like, because I want to know like how you guys met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why don't you start there? And then Rob, if you want to tell a little bit of like how you even came to Jesus, all of that, feel free. Yeah. 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 I'll start us off and then mm-hmm. I'll Go let ahead. you tell them mm-hmm. where you were at in your life mm-hmm. when we met. <laughs> so uh, Our Crave team was in Mexico, in Puebla, Mexico. I'm getting ready for an event and we were just walking the streets of Cholula, right? Mm-hmm. Cholula. And it's a super party city, lots of clubs, lots of partying going on, a lot of evil <laughs> in that city. And that's where we had the Crave event. And uh, one night we're just walking the streets and some of our friends that were showing us the city stopped at this club because they, they saw some friends or something. And um, me and my friend were just kind of chilling, waiting for them. And I see Rob at this club. Mm-hmm. And you admired his hair, didn't you? He's got amazing <laughs> yeah. hair. He, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> he was in his soccer clothes, football I don't clothes. I don't remember what it was. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I was just like, oh, I haven't seen... A Mexican guy look like that yet. <laughs> and I just leaned over to my friend. And I was like, oh, look at that guy. Yeah. And we just, we started looking at each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that for a little bit. Yeah, I tried to talk with her and we couldn't speak because, you know, she was from here. The same language. I mean, we couldn't speak the same language yeah, at the time. He so. tried to talk to me, but he didn't speak English at all at the mm-hmm. time. And so I was just kind of super scared. I'm like, oh, I can't talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I left it at that. Mm -hmm. And then later we're in the car with our Mexican friends. And he says, hey, Victoria, uh, that guy that tried to talk to you wants to know if he can have your Instagram. So I guess you reached Mm -hmm. out to a mutual Uh, friend. Yeah, to a mutual friend. Trying to find Mm me. And I was like. Sure. <laughs> and he starts messaging me and I invite him to the Crave event. And the next one that you were coming, I think in six months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Six months or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He comes. Uh, long story short, he comes to the Crave event. And I remember you raising your hand mm-hmm. yeah. to receive Jesus mm-hmm. uh, when we gave the, the altar call moment for salvation. Yeah. At the time when I met her, I was pretty much lost. I was uh, doing my master, studying my master. I'm playing for the college team, mm-hmm. college league. So I wasn't doing pretty good. I was very in a dark season, yeah. place because yeah. 
when you are in these kind of places, you get involved with everything, you know, parties, drugs, alcohol. It was just horrible, of course, when I met her. Um, I knew something. I knew when I, I, well, when I saw her, of course, I liked her. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> but then when I went to look at her profile, I was like, wow, she, she does amazing things. You know, yeah. because I always had this picture of religion, of how the girls and the woman in the church should look like. So that, I don't know, it's just, for me, it was something shocking since somebody living in the freedom of Jesus Christ and evangelizing people. I thought it was something that I have never seen before. Mm-hmm. So it really shocked me. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he had only known religion. Yeah, yeah. So when he met all of us, mm-hmm. he's like, whoa, these guys are throwing really cool parties and introducing people to Jesus in a really fun way. Yeah. Um, so he was he was shocked. I was shocked yeah. because, you know, the words tell you how you should have parties, or how you should, you know, to do all of this. And mm-hmm. it's in a very filthy way that just fills you with a bunch of stuff that they are not right. That mm-hmm. they, Put you in a wrong position, a wrong place. Right. That brings so many things into your life. So when I met, you know, them and how they were doing this, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, living in the freedom of freedom. Jesus Christ and the real, Jesus. the real Jesus with no religions, no rules. That shocked me. That was mm. like, she would be a wonderful wife. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, wow. But you know, because I wasn't doing pretty good, so mm-hmm. I thought I was that would never happen. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you guys now. Look at you. Like I'm a heathen. It's never gonna happen. Uh-huh. Right. And he didn't speak English. So yeah. Well, it definitely wouldn't have happened back then. You know. But yeah. You know, right. So, time. so Rob, you like right away when the gospel was presented to you in that manner at that party you gave your life to jesus right yeah i gave my life to jesus i made a decision of course yeah. um i didn't really surrender that i would say in that way mm-hmm. i should accept him his grace but i didn't really surrender my life because i we were friends and we were we talked for a long time but we really we never really date or anything you know i think she came maybe two more times to mexico we met we tried to we to, we went out to eat yeah we went out to we eat we couldn't speak we couldn't speak <laughs> so nothing was really happening no and i wasn't really you know after i i said i wasn't really living you know how yeah he living. wasn't living it yet mm-hmm. yet um so and it was a couple of years we didn't see yeah. each other we didn't talk he actually he started dating someone Mm-hmm. And like he said, he wasn't fully surrendered to Jesus. And um, we were friends. Yeah, we were friends. But that was it. And uh, I was coming back to Mexico to do a revival. After 2020. Yeah, after 2020. And I knew he was somewhere close by. So I messaged him. I said, hey, you should come to this revival. And he did. And he brought like 15 people with yeah. him. <laughs> All of his family. And um after the preaching and the Lord was moving mightily in miracles and baptism of fire and people were receiving their prayer language, it was just going wild. I look over at Rob and his parents and they're like blasted on the floor under mm-hmm. the glory of God. Yeah. And I look over and I was like, 
oh, he has parents that believe. And I mean, they, they even yeah. believe in the Holy Spirit. And Yeah, they, they, they were pastors. So I had, no, pastors. I, had, really? I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> I had no idea his parents were pastors. Yeah, at the time yeah. after, you know, we met and maybe two or three years after that, she came. And at the time when she came again, I was going through the maybe the transformation when I wanted freedom, when I wanted to, you know, to just when I searched the word, just like the song says, when I tried to search and try to, you know, to accomplish this, accomplish that, because I accomplished maybe a soccer professional career and accomplished a lawyer career, I accomplished a master career, uh -huh. I accomplished uh, certifi certifications and I don't know, a bunch of, you know, curriculums. Yeah stuff academic stuff um and nothing wasn't enough i mean yeah. anything was fulfilling me when we were just friends you were messaging me saying you know i've i've done all of these things in my life but i still don't have any purpose yeah i'm I, still not happy and yeah. i said to him you know it doesn't matter how many degrees you get how many certifications you get if you don't surrender your life to Jesus in a real way, you will never find true purpose. You will never find contentment. You will never find love and joy yeah. and peace because it's all found in him. No matter what you accomplish in this world, it's never going to be enough. Yeah, it's all vanity at the end of the day. It's all vanity. And so she told me that and I was like, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like nothing, anything is going to really fulfill me. It's not him. So I was through this process of really giving up everything. Yeah. Change, wanted really to change my life and really truly surrender my life and say, you know, this is my life. This is what I have. I just give it to you because what I've been trying to do is not enough. And, and I think it will never be enough because I was, even though I reached all of that, I was full with anxiety, depression, uh, no purpose. I just... I was thinking that I wasn't doing anything, you know, it's like you have all of this, but then you are like, you feel like nothing, you know? Yeah. He was, he became a professional soccer player at the age of 16 and played for six years or something. Yeah. Six years. Um, I reached like under a team in the major league here. They have like under major, 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 league. major league here. They have like a under age team that they are in the twenties. So I was just right there. I was with the main guys. I was training with them. And for some reason I got sick with a disease that, you know, it, I couldn't make it. I couldn't keep training for maybe a couple of few weeks. Mm -hmm. And if you don't give them what they want, they just kick you off. Wow. You know, you are a professional. You have to train. You have to, you, because they're investing in you. So that really, that changed really changed my life because yeah. put me kind of aside, you know, in my career. But I still play for a year more, and then I joined the law school. I finished the law school, and I got a degree with a through a, a scholarship mm -hmm. because of soccer. So they gave me a scholarship. They pretty much gave me the ninety percent off from the wow, tuition, pretty much for free yeah for them for two years so god's mercy you know allowed me to play and that's the time and the city when i met victoria yeah mm -hmm. i mean yeah he... If, if he wouldn't have gotten sick and if god wouldn't have changed his path he would have been um 
just continuing to play soccer, we would have never met. Of course, he wouldn't be in the States. And he is uh, the kind of person that never had a dream to come to the States. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he was playing soccer and he was doing his thing. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I I had my visa for, they they give you usually the tourist visa for 10 years. So, so that you can go if you play a game in the states, for example, you could go, right? That's well. Yeah, you could. I think. Yeah, yeah he could. had his visa. Yeah. I had my visa. He had no desire no, no to desire. live here or even marry an American. He just or... to to come visit yeah. here. I mean, I wasn't even thinking to coming here. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. It wasn't. And what's crazy because to me, I never in a million years thought I would meet my husband in a club for one. Um, and I never dreamed that when I met him for the first time, he wouldn't even be saved. And then that it would take him a couple of years to truly surrender his life to Jesus. Mm-hmm. That was just never anything that I thought would happen. Um, I just want to encourage all the girls because yeah. when, when I wrote my, my book, which is about dating relationships, purity, um, I was terrified that after releasing that book, I would never find a find a man. Like yeah, it's a bit of a faith thing, even doing that book, because you're like, I'm talking about being faithful and waiting, right? Being patient, trusting God, and what if I'm single for the rest of my life? Yeah, exactly. I was like, Lord, you have to do something. Uh, This is really scary. If I release this book and I'm trying to encourage these women to wait until marriage and then marriage never comes, I I look like a total fraud, like trying Mm -hmm. to give advice. And I did that in faith. I released that book in faith and the Lord miraculously introduced us. I mean, it was, it was totally God. And then the the time when we kind of re-met at the revival, the Lord began to clean him out. And uh, at that revival. Yeah, really working with me. And I got some freedom at that revival. And one of her friends came. That is his name, I think, Jason. Jason. He came and gave me a word that pretty much what I was doing and what needed to be changed. So it was he pretty much told him, you're doing all of these things. You need to stop doing these things. Yeah. You need to change your life. Because God has a, a huge plan for you. And, and he did it. He changed yeah, his did. life. And starting that night, the Lord began to give him the English language, which was nuts. Well, I've noticed, Rob, like from the first time I met you to now, like you've learned English. Some of the words you're using and everything, the way you're talking, I'm like, dude, like. <laughs> it's like a supernatural like acceleration in learning English. Thank you. Yeah, it man. really has been. I mean, it we couldn't been. even say, hey, how are you doing today? How is life? Where mm-hmm. do you live? Um, and after he surrendered his life to Jesus, the English language came. came. Yeah. I mean, not wow. instantly. I've, I've sure. heard stories where it instantly came. Yeah, I've heard. I've, I've met people. Progression. Yeah, it was a, it was a progression, but totally miraculous because he tried to learn it yeah, for, for many, many years and, and could my life. Yeah. And it yeah. Didn't, didn't do it. When you needed it. The yeah. Which is like, when I needed it. Let's go. Yeah. When, when we wanted, and then I came here, you know, to visit her for the first time, one of her revivals with mm-hmm. her family. And that's when I got so much freedom as well. I felt something coming out of my body. Literally, wow. You know, from my toe, 
to all the way to my head yeah. and she was, she was talking she was talking was something just, she was preaching or i, I don't I know was just beginning Meaning, to yeah. preach. Uh -huh. and i felt something coming out from my body that i was and something just went off and mm. praise god i got so much freedom and maybe the language came you, more you received your uh, prayer uh, yeah. language uh-huh and it was just a miracle and then we started dating pretty much yeah i made sure that he was baptized in the holy spirit <laughs> baptized in fire the essentials yeah delivered from all of the crazy demons he had gathered throughout throughout all the partying mm -hmm. and the women and all the things um and then you know i i made sure that he was serious about the lord first yeah and truly surrendered his life and i could see the purity in him actually the the moment that i started really thinking he's probably the one was one of these revival nights after the service rebecca and i she was just on the show with you rebecca and i yeah. were just under the glory in a miraculous way like drunk in the spirit like acts talks about um and we were acting pretty pretty different and wild and i remember looking over at him and he was just patiently waiting for me you know to leave the service and he wasn't bothered at all by the moving of the spirit and that's the first moment i thought okay he might be someone i could seriously think about and then the second moment was during sunday we had our little dog in the car and the dog threw up in the car Awesome. And I, I come out of the service and he's cleaning the throw up and he didn't even tell me that it happened. He's just cleaning it. And what that a guy, moment, what a guy. I was like, oh, he's a good guy. Mm -hmm. I think I need to be serious about this. Yeah. But yeah, we started dating since that revival. And then mm -hmm. she, she came to Mexico and pretty much we did ministry. Yeah, we, we went just, to visit a place, but we were our doing dating mostly. season was just ministry. ministry. Yeah, traveling and mm -hmm. going to churches and yeah, it was all ministry. I mean, we didn't really went into this boyfriend and girlfriend maybe season, if you want to call it like that. I mean, we we were talking about that, and we don't think it's very godly. I mean, not godly. Not, yeah, yeah. The way but, the way the world dates. Yeah, right. Is so toxic. Right. Right. And yeah, date date just to date. A lot of people just date just to date, and that was something my wife and I also said. Like right out of the right when we first noticed there was an interest in one another, I just told her, "I'm like, I need you to know, I don't date just to date. I'm not messing right. around. Like I take dating as like the the steps leading to marriage. And I said, if that's not something that you want, then you just, I need you to know that right up front. Cause I'm not, I just didn't want to waste my time. And she was the same right. way though. So yeah, that, that's what we yeah, did. That's what I told him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I'm getting older. I'm 30 years old. I'm not just playing around. We're not going to just date to date, like you said. Right. And uh, we were also pure mm -hmm. during the dating season as yeah, well. Come on which was new for him. Yeah, that was new. And we, and he, we made it. I we mean, did, I, yeah. I just had in my mind the picture of a good girl, you know, and just like the honoring and respect for my future wife about, you know, like all, all the effort that she was putting on that and what the Lord has given, had given to her. 
that responsibility yeah. it was it like it i took it very serious because it's like if you want to really date somebody if you really want to love somebody well you have to start respecting them before yeah. then you know it's like you have to really uh, respect them before and, anything and you did you respected me he actually had read the book as well oh yeah i did during our dating season and i think that that was really beneficial honestly yeah. Because well, I'm sure. Yeah, you were probably Rob. Like, I don't want to be like those guys she's talking <laughs> about in her book. <laughs> he got a lot of pointers right away. Uh, yeah. He's like, oh don't God. do right. that. Yeah, taking all the notes. Well, yeah, I mean, pretty much all what lost does that just put you out there and just you know take you from the purity season that you have to be where you really are, where you are really meeting each other, mm-hmm. you know, getting to know each other. So if you let that invite your relationship just mess it up because lust yeah lust lust, lust will cloud your judgment right it'll make you feel things you're not supposed to feel it'll make you fall in love out of time and we were super careful to mm-hmm. protect what the lord was clearly doing right. and he honored my stance for purity and even put me in check sometimes i was really surprised yeah i remember you telling me yeah yeah his discipline yeah and that that showed me as well that this is a man that i need to marry mm-hmm. because i had never been treated with such respect and such honor mm-hmm. which was shocking to me because he had only been saved for a short amount of time yeah, it was a very short time but but that's that's when you know that it's the real deal mm-hmm. yeah. it's not just a bunch of churchy nonsense yeah and the guy's trying to do all this stuff, you know, like that's what I had experienced in the past. This was the real deal. And he was honoring me and pursuing me in a godly way. Mm-hmm. And he was taking it seriously and making sure that I was holding up to my end of the deal with purity. Yeah. So I'm thankful. Way to go. See, that's, that's it is like, one of you, when you're going through that process, and this is a tip for, for people, it shouldn't be, I've met, I've had some friends where they were like, I can be strong for both of us. No, you can't like, you're just going to have moments of weakness. And that's where it's important for, even if you both want that thing, you both want sex, you know, being in that place of, I'm sorry if anybody has kids listening, but this is an important thing to talk about. Um, is uh is holding each other accountable is realizing hold on like we need to honor one another and honoring one another is in refraining and holding each other accountable like that so definitely yeah absolutely so how long after you guys started dating did you get engaged because it was pretty quick right i'm sure it was quicker than you may have originally thought it would it happened i know how these things go so <laughs> it, was, it was quick you you came yeah. to the revival in october you and came. we started dating yeah. and then i came to you in february mm-hmm. and then we got a word that we were we will be getting married remember yeah the lord spoke to us clearly mm-hmm. through three different people that yeah. it was time mm-hmm. um marriage season was upon yeah. us and it was three trusted people that yeah, didn't yeah. really know what was going on i mean you don't want to take that kind of prophetic word right without some serious counsel and wisdom Mm -hmm. and confirmation. Um, It sounds like it was confirmed a couple of times for you guys. Three times. Yeah. We felt it as well. Of course we felt it. We felt that God 
was honoring it. Mm-hmm. And I, we wanted to get going. So <laughs> in faith, he moved to the States. And I came to visit here for maybe a, a month. Then we went to Africa. We yeah, came but back. you came to be here. Uh, yeah, I came to be here um, to try to, to make something work out. I mean, I wanted to see, we wanted to see if we, what was going to happen, you know, if that was, that yeah. word was truth. Um, if that will happen, well, you have to, you know, give your step of faith and trying to, to come here and just make it work out pretty we, much. We both moved yeah. in some crazy faith because mm-hmm. he didn't have much. Um, and it's, it's not a secret that the peso is not like the dollar. Right. Yeah. Even if you're a lawyer, it's nothing in comparison. Um, and he yeah. took what he had and he decided that. He was going to take this seriously and trust the Lord and be obedient to what he felt like the Lord was doing. And he did ministry with us. He was our camera guy. And we went to Africa. And right after Africa is when you propose. Mm-hmm. After, yeah. After in Mexico, right? Here, no, in, here. In, Kentucky. here in Kentucky. Oh, it was, it was seriously? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was down in Mexico. No, it was yeah. here. Oh. Yeah, here in Kentucky in a beautiful little cave. It was gorgeous. Yeah, here I've got, I'm going to show it. Okay, so this is something that anybody who's followed you may have seen a couple of these photos. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah, look at that. Oh, yeah. We we, have to talk about the ring. The ring, the spring. Yes, talk about the ring. Yeah, well, I was, we were separated, and after she left Mexico, uh, I got into, you know, a season when we wanted to take it serious and see what, you know, if that would happening, that would be happening. So I fa- I was fasting and the Lord gave me a dream. Uh, dream. You were fasting yeah. for the ring. I was fasting for the ring and, you know, to come here and just to keep because the state of faith. He didn't have money for the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I was the main focus was the ring because I was well, if that's gonna happen, well, you're gonna provide the ring. Yeah. Because when you see the rings, it's like they are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they are expensive, and yeah. I want to give her a diamond because I thought at least that was the least that she deserved because all the purity and all what she was holding and waiting, I was like, I want to give her something that she deserved, you know. So it was when I saw what she deserved, it was unbelievable yeah so expensive so he, i believe he came to me in a dream where he took me to this market jesus did. jesus did yeah. uh i i saw uh, like a market with tents all covered with diamonds and rings and stones precious stones they were all bright and shining um then he grabbed my hand and took me and led me to this rock that was sitting. And then on the top of the rock, there were a huge diamond, a raw diamond on wow. the top. Uh, and it was like, I, I started asking this man, well, how much is it? What do I have to do to get it? And he, wa- he walked a little bit away from me and went to sit in a bench. And he was, you know, his hair was short, pretty much short, not, not that long, short. Um, and then he was kind of laughing, but not laughing, kind of like, you know, like, you're not going to buy me with anything, pretty much, you know, like. Mm-hmm. 
I, I was telling, well, what do I have to do? Just tell me. And he said, did you have to want it? You just have to want it. Yeah, you just have to want it. And then uh, how much is it? And he gave me the amount that I, I have saved in my bank account at the time for the rent. That it wasn't that much. And I'm not ashamed. It was like only $500, okay. you know, something like that for that. So that was it. And then you can say the rest. I, I, I just want to like say that again, just to make sure they understood. Because I love that Jesus started laughing when, uh, yeah. when he said, how much? How much is this? How much is this? Yeah. And Jesus started laughing, mm. like there's not an amount of money that, right. that you could have. Or maybe I don't know. And then he, he told him, just... it, "It's going to cost you exactly what you have." Mm. So he had this dream with Jesus, and he told me about it. And so I, I just said, "Well, the Lord's going to provide the ring. Mm-hmm. It's done." Mm-hmm. We just believed and we had faith. And a couple days later, a ring appeared. <laughs> um, that's it, it's a really crazy story, dude. Um, but a lady that we had taken care of almost my entire life, an elderly lady, uh, she had a mental illness and a learning disability. She had passed, and I didn't know that she had this ring for me. Um, saved. Saved away. Wow. And I, I didn't know it. Your mom thought that it was lost. Yeah, my mom thought it was lost. Um, we miraculously found it two On days after top. he had this dream. Mm-hmm. In the same suitcase that she already had tried before. Remember? Yeah, she had tried to look for it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a it's a long story, but the gist of the story is the Lord had the ring the entire time. And it it's probably a $30,000 ring. Wow. I mean, a gorgeous ring. And it makes me want to cry. Yeah. Because this was such a big deal for him. He, mm-hmm. he really wanted to get me the kind of ring that I deserved. Because mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, I waited until marriage to have sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was waiting. I'm 30 years old, still waiting. It was, <laughs> wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And he really honored that. And he yeah. wanted to give me something incredible Come and, on. and pure. He wanted to give me a pure diamond. Over and over, I would say, you can do a, a crystal uh, yeah, a or crystal, a, a fake one. <laughs> a, like a fake. I don't care. I do not care at all. It's just, it's just a ring. But the Lord answered his prayer and the desires of his heart to be able to do that for me. Mm. And there it was this beautiful this beautiful ring and um our minds were just just blown so cool you guys you know and just to encourage people who like something similar happened to me not quite as fantastic but i actually had less money than you had rob because i was a missionary so i was super poor like (laughs) i think i probably had like 50 dollars in my bank account something like that and I knew that my wife was, I wanted to marry her. I just knew. And um, we actually, you know, we met and dated for two years, but I had originally tried, like, I think within like five or six months of us dating, I knew she was, I, she and I both knew we were going to marry each other. But then we had to wait. God just had us wait. And so when the right time came, which was two years after we had started dating, 
I was like, God, I really feel like now is the time. Like, um, and I was like, but you know, I don't have any money. And someone wrote, someone wrote me like within, like, I think within a week and said, Hey, um, Oh, sorry. So I was looking at a ring and she found this ring she loved, but it was like $3,000 plus. It was a lot. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Um, and the ring itself was really unique because the the maker of this ring one out of every 12 is a success because of the way that he makes them um one out of every 12 so it's like they're really you know it's really special and so um i was like well i can't afford this um and so i was like god provide the money well i was searching and i found somehow found the actual maker of the ring itself that this jeweler was selling and he was selling the ring itself without the diamond for much less. And so I was like, okay, God, I found it. Here we go. And then someone wrote me about like a week or so later and said, Hey, I felt like I was supposed to give you this. It was the exact amount of money I needed to buy the ring, you know? And so something sort of similar, not a dream, but just God proving his faithfulness, you know? And if we're patient and we just trust him, he really does want to give us the best. And also I got a better deal on the same ring my wife wanted. I got a better deal on it, you know? So yeah, yeah super cool. Awesome. God is so faithful yeah. and we continue to see that over and over and over. Uh huh. It's, it's blowing our mind. It truly is. We just had a baby. He's getting ready to be three months old. <laughs> we haven't bought one single diaper. Really? Or wipes, anything. No wipes. Um, uh, pretty much everything that we've been needing. It just appears. It's just some, someone People send, send us it diapers. Or... They send us wipes. I mean, we're, we're blown away by the goodness of God. And we know it's because from the beginning, we put him first. And we know the word of God says, seek ye first the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. And all of these other things will be added, added unto you. Mm-hmm. And together... From the beginning, even in the dating, we decided that he would be first. We decided that we would give our tithe on every single thing that comes into our hands. And he's actually even stretched me in that. Uh, He had a horrible car accident just weeks after we got married. Yeah, horrible. Like horrible. Like you probably should have died. It was obvious that the God's hand. I mean, it was like it was bad. bad. We didn't know if we were going to be able to have children. It was terrifying um and we didn't have a car for a really long time finally the insurance gave us the money for it that was a huge war but he has stretched me in even giving tithe on the insurance money that came from the car Mm -hmm. i mean every single thing that comes into our hands he has pressed me and even taught me more that we should give tithe on every single thing um and and we're just, we're excited to give our tithe. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, Lord, what are you going to do next? Yeah. What's going to show up at our door next? God, we're expecting and we, we believe and we trust in you, Lord. And he continues to just absolutely blow us away. Mm, yeah. yeah. So Victoria, you, I remember um, originally when you guys were dating, you were looking at creating like the next good girl book 
Yeah. And then everything just kind of was like, all of a sudden you were engaged and then all of a sudden you were married. All of a sudden you have a kid. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's obvious for you that a lot of this caught you by surprise too, right? Just how quickly God, you know, expedited, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this portion right. of your relationship. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. I never dreamed that it would happen this fast. Yeah. I never dreamed that the Lord would move this fast. Yeah. And this easy, honestly, mm-hmm. it's been so, I mean, even though so much has happened, like the car accident, um, we got pregnant miraculously, honestly, um, a couple months after the car accident. Um, yeah, because I, I got, it would be this fast. Uh, my pelvis was broken in several pieces. Yeah. I couldn't walk. Honestly, for a long time, has, I had burst. Burst, that's how you say it? Bruises. Bruises. I have bruises all over my pelvic area. Yeah, his and whole waist the, was just this part was shattered. Bruises. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was just horrible. And I, I got scared that we will not be able to have children. But... Yeah. Well, for those that don't know, I mean, there is another episode where uh, Victoria goes into it. We show pictures. But the reason why your pelvis got broken was because where you were sitting basically like became like that right. big you know so in your pelvis was in there and it just crushed it like right. me. oh that guy hit me on my side he uh, re- he, the guy ran a red light yeah he knocked me out yeah since he pretty much uh smashed me it was terrifying and i woke up in the hospital maybe six hours after the wreck and i was asking here what am i what <laughs> i mean happened? what am i doing here I had no idea what what was going on. So it feels like we've had five years worth of things happen in just a year and a couple months. That that's the amount of time that we've been married. Right. But God has been so faithful, even though things have been difficult. His faithfulness exceeds right. everything that we have had to go through and. Even in the hardship, he has stretched us and he has grown us. And mm-hmm. something that he says is, you know, if if God wants to grow our faith, we have to go through things. That's it. How, yeah. how, wow. how else will what we grow? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and he truly grew us so quickly and we bonded during that time. And And I know that the Lord turned all of that around for our good, like his word says, um, I, I feel like in my heart that it was an attack from the enemy, mm-hmm. but the Lord completely turned it all around for our good. And we see his goodness in everything. The healing was so fast. And of yeah. course, the pregnancy, now the baby. And mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. The labor story was oof, war. It yeah, was because a fight. They gave me a report that I will be walking in six months and I was walking pretty much two months after yeah. no way yeah we know yeah yeah i remember that so it was a quickly recovery yeah yeah well and uh, you know i think the thing that i've observed you know my wife and i have been together for 16 years we've been married for 13 oh, wow. but we've been together for 16 and what? i um th- one thing that i am sure of every single time and even more so every single time we go through something difficult and it's sad for me when i see married couples not do this but when you are faced with challenging things that come your way say it's a car accident the death in the family it could be 
uh, difficulty with jobs, or it could be um, a lot of different things. If you both grab each other's hands and you press into the Lord together in those, in those moments, what is formed in you as a result of going through these things is something that becomes unshakable. Like that bond between you becomes more and more unshakable. The intimacy between you, the trust between you grows exponentially. And I see a lot of married couples that go through something hard. And rather than allowing this difficult thing to push them closer together, they allow that difficult thing to push them apart. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I want to be sensitive. Like I, I understand even when it comes to death in the family, grief, all those things the it's a strange beast in that grief can, can cause separation if you're not careful. Um, but, but you guys are a living example of that too, of just like pushing through together. Like right. you're in this together and you're going to pursue the Lord together and you're going to trust God together. Even when you don't have all the answers, you don't have things are confusing. You know, you might even been like, God, why Rob? Why did this happen to Rob? Like we just got married. Don't take him. Like, please don't let him be taken from me. You know, and I know that there were all those thoughts going through your head, Tori, but yeah. look at, look at the testimony on the other side of that. Right. Look at that. Like, uh, like what a testimony, like yeah. you guys held on to one another, trusted in the Lord together, man. Like it's, it's awesome. Love and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way because mm -hmm. without that situation, we wouldn't be where we are today. Mm -hmm. And that is the goodness of yeah, God. Right. Yeah. He's so faithful. Amen. Yeah, he's been faithful. Um, I think we got really close to him and we realized at the time that, you know, anything is important. Anything is more important than him. It's like mm -hmm. get obsessed with all of these. Yeah off yeah. because there are yeah. a bunch of stuff and when you go through seasons like this it refines your heart and it cleans it like all the way it pures your yeah. heart like your heart like a purity that you have never been you know it was like wow we we really believe that that season cleaned us a lot you know just to release a bunch of stuff if there were something holding you know like there is nothing more important than him yes. and what, where we are and what we are doing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. obviously we, I want to hear a little bit about, you know, um, just outside of the car wreck, how it's been walking through marriage. But one thing I want to hit on before we do that and talk about, you know, bearing a child and like all that amazing stuff. But one thing I do want to hit on is, you know, Victoria, your big thing has been, you know, you were leading a lot of young girls in purity and waiting until marriage and really walking that out, even when it was difficult. What would you say has been one of your big takeaways now that you're on the other side of that? Hmm. I, I just, I cannot believe, I, I just always go back to this. I cannot believe how faithful my God really is. Mm -hmm. And even though I said it a million times to all of these women, wait, wait on the Lord and he will be faithful to you. Yeah. If you will wait, if you will put him first, if you will truly surrender your timelines, if you'll surrender your plans, your dreams, when you think it's supposed to happen. I was still afraid when I was saying all of those things. And even though I was waiting, I was still afraid and 
I cannot even believe that my God is really this good. And I want to encourage those of you that are in your waiting season right now. God will be faithful to you, whatever it means for you in your life, what, whatever the Lord has for you in your life, he has the best for you. Mm-hmm. So just surrender, surrender everything to him. That, that has been the key for me in these last, I don't know, 10 years, just <laughs> layers of surrender, people yeah. waiting on having children or, or whatever it is in your life that you feel like God is keeping from you. Mm-hmm. Surrender. There's nothing that you can do to make it happen faster. Right. There's nothing that you can do to mess up the plan of God for your life. I was just encouraging uh, one of our girls here um, in her waiting season. And she's afraid that she's going to do something to mess up the timeline. Like Mm. there's nothing that you can do. You're not that powerful. You're not that powerful. I, I couldn't have messed up this situation. The Lord was covering it. He Mm -hmm. was the one leading it. He was the one orchestrating it. And that is what God is doing for every single one of your Mm -hmm. lives. For those of you that are married in whatever season that you are in, he is faithful and his hands are holding you. Mm -hmm. He's guiding you and just continue to surrender all expectations all dreams, all plans, and watch the Lord work. Be faithful to what mm-hmm. he has told you to do. If he has told you to wait, be faithful in that command mm-hmm. and watch what God will do. He will blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. on. And stop dating jerks. And stop dating jerks. <laughs> wait for wait for Rob. Wait for your, your wait Rob. For someone kind yeah. <laughs> yeah. and yeah. honoring. Yes. And here. Just wait. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. God has been speaking to me a lot about suffering um, because for a long time, I'll admit, I looked at like when I would read about suffering in the Bible, specifically as it pertains to like Romans chapter five, which I've quoted a couple of times, but it's just been on my mind. uh, It says that our suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character and character hope. Now, I read that I would read that verse and I realized it was a subconscious thing I would do where I would, I would immediately imagine suffering as it related to Jesus on the cross or the early disciples getting martyred. And I'm like, well, I'm not suffering like that, mm-hmm. but suffering is any kind of difficult situation that you're going through mm-hmm. and you're enduring through it. So a good example is staying pure. That is a form of suffering because it's challenging. You're yeah. fighting the flesh. You're subduing the flesh. That is suffering. Um, and then even what you guys went through with Rob with your car accident, that is suffering and in the process of your recovery. And the, that is a suffer and a, a form of suffering, you know, yeah. and realizing that when we endure through these things and we trust the Lord, that suffering produces perseverance, the ability to carry through this difficult situation and that perseverance produces good character within us. Mm -hmm. And as that character manifests itself, it produces hope, hope in the faithfulness of God, that if we stick with him, he will see us through this, you know? And so, um, I think even with like your friend who, that you were mentoring, uh, Tori, who you mentioned, who was like afraid that 
you know, she was gonna delay God's plan and stuff like that. Like she's she is suffering through this. She is yeah. suffering through this process, you know. And as we mm-hmm. hold on to the Lord, it's gonna produce that character within us, you know. So, yes. anyways, you know, and like my wife and I are trusting the Lord for for kids. You know, we're in our late thirties and. You know, like that's something that we're having to travail through. We're having to suffer through, you know, and yeah. trusting in God's faithfulness, you know, but he's, he's good. He's, he's good. He's, and he's yeah. faithful and it's going to happen in mm. his timing and his will. Right. And you know, if, if you're not suffering, you're probably not following Jesus very closely yeah. because right. it's a constant dying of your flesh. Mm-hmm. He said, come on, pick up your cross and yeah. follow me what is a cross for a cross is for dying it's for Mm -hmm. suffering and we have to crucify this flesh we have to suffer with the lord so that he can Mm -hmm. do all that he wants to do in our lives which is all incredible beautiful things Mm -hmm. but we have to suffer to get there yeah come on well and some fruit of you know you guys your testimony even now is like Eve in the comments, she said, it's funny. I never wanted to get married. I now now know it was my own selfishness and pride. These types of episodes are so good. I know the Lord is working on me. And it's like, they're like, see, that's why, you know, you may look at this and go, well, this isn't like talking about your love story and talking about how God worked in both of you, like is just as effective as other things that we may deem more important. Like this is just as important, you know, these types yeah. of testimonies, you know, so. Yeah marriage i mean mm-hmm. i've yeah. i've grown more in the last year than i have ever grown in my life yeah. i mean you've been married for 13 years so you really yeah. know that. oh man yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. god this this is a picture of who god is mm-hmm. this is a picture of his heart family yeah. marriage and relationship and it is a beautiful beautiful thing well yeah and i think that there's so much joy like and that's the thing is like, it is difficult and it does mean dying to yourself is a painful thing, but, but marriage as a whole is so amazing when you, when you do die to yourself and you have that mutual understanding between the two of you, um, like the, they always say like mar- marital bliss, you know, like it is a thing it is, a, you know, and it's like, um, my wife and I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I think we're just committed to the process. You know, we can, I was joke cause I was open her car door and I always tell people, I'm like, even when we're in the middle of an argument, I still will open the door for her. <laughs> you know, it's just this thing that I'm like, I yeah. will do this, you know, cause I think That's con- so important. conflict, you'll get through it. You will, if you're committed to one another, you will get through the conflict. Um, yeah. so that's something I'm telling the ladies that are married because now I can give marriage advice as well with my good girl gang. Yeah. Something that we do is every single night we say, I love you and we kiss each other. Oh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and that somehow we just, we just created that, but I have realized how important that is that we make sure that we do that every single night that we don't go to sleep on any kind of, anger or frustration even if we're not frustrated with each other we might just not be in the mood to say i love you and we're frustrated about something but we're going to protect our love our intimacy and our marriage by doing those small things like you said jeff that's so important yeah marriage that reminds me uh i'm i'm convicted to start doing this again my wife and i always used to do uh 
we would give each other a good night kiss. And we would just, if one of us was like roll over on the other side of the bed and, and yeah. was, we're like, good night kiss. And then we'd roll over and like kiss. And I realized we haven't, we actually stopped doing that. And that, cause uh-huh. I was thinking about last night and I'm like, dude, I get, we got to do it again. We got to pick it up. Oh. You know? Yeah, that's, what we're, that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. awesome. That you used to do that. Yeah. So thank you for uh, the, thank you for the reminder on uh, accidentally. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank <laughs> you. So, um, you know, obviously you guys came out the other side of this car wreck and I mean, God's been doing a lot of amazing things. Why mm-hmm. don't you talk about, why don't you talk about that a little bit? A couple months after the car wreck, we found out that we were pregnant mm-hmm which was a miracle. Yes, it was. Um, and so quickly we went into the pregnancy season, which is a whole lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Being pregnant was wild for me. Um, during that time, just experiencing a lot of revival in our, in our home church. God's been doing so much. Um, he, he blessed us with a car during that time. Uh, we, have, we have more than we could ever need or imagine yeah, or even has... plan. And the kitty is meowing in the background. <laughs> the cat's like, let me in there. Yeah. My uh, is the same thing. Oh, he gosh. has provided every single name because. Yeah. Well, of course, coming here as a foreigner and then getting married, you have to go through all this immigration. Oh, yeah. process. All right. That you are not able to work. I mean, I wasn't able to work. I wasn't working. So I had to really choose. Be with her in home. That's another helping thing. Helping her. That we've been suffering. Um, yeah. Just, you know, doing the Lord's work and whatever he wants me to do with, you know, using my brain, my knowledge, whatever I can give to him. Yeah. Anything, creativity. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we could. I couldn't really work or do anything else. So it's humbling, had- especially yeah. as a man. You know, yeah. us men, yeah. we want to provide. We want to take right. care of. You know. Yes, yes. And yes, I man. mean, he came from doing law and yeah. having a master's and just, I mean, doing really incredible things. And he comes here, gets married, and he can't work. Yeah. Yeah. So really- that that was interesting, and I I think it took a lot of faith on my part as well. Mm-hmm. And just trusting the Lord and believing that we were going to be okay. Like if he wanted us to be married mm-hmm. and he knew we would be in this situation that he was going to provide and he has, mm-hmm. and we don't even really know how we have all that we yeah. have. Mm-hmm. It's being mind blowing because, you know, after we find out that she was pregnant, I was like, man, what am I going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> to God, please help. <laughs> that was more burdening. And Man. I was like, well, I should have to surrender and give it to him. And he, he, I believe he, when I started sewing, it was, she said, put my trust in him. I told him, I'm going to trust you. If this is, I don't want to do anything else because I don't want to come into the path where I'm going to look like a, with a lack, lack of faith. You know, like if he yeah. told me I'm going to provide, he's going to provide. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. so if you do something, because fear it could really offend him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that, that we're learning mm-hmm. is he could have just jumped into um, a job that, that wasn't the Lord. It wasn't the, the right time. time. And 
we have had conversations where we just sit back and say, are we going to trust the Lord? Are we going to move in fear? Because Mm -hmm. he does have his status to work. He just got that. Come on. Um, Like a a month or or two ago. Yeah, it was wild because after Judas was born, Judas' birth, and then probably a few weeks after that, I got my permission or authorization to work work. right on time as soon as judah was born driver's license as well lord yeah Mm -hmm. so i mean we're 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 seeing the hand of god on our son judah even more than we have seen on us individually and our marriage outside of the few fun things that we've wanted to buy our son we haven't had to buy anything Hmm. nothing not a car seat, a crib. We haven't had to buy one diaper, wipe, and and diapers are so expensive. Yeah, so I hear. Yeah, yeah. you'll know. You'll know soon. Yes, it, it's wild, but it is God is just blowing us away, and we're we're just so thankful mm. and ready to give like we've never given before. Come on, come on, and Rob, how is the like? Are you going to, do you want to become a full U.S. citizen? Is that, is that the ultimate goal? I think what they give you first is the residency. Okay. That's what I'm waiting on. I'm okay. You should come anytime. Yeah. It's because, very exciting though. Yes. You have, to, you, I, you, I can, if we want to go like a missionary trip, we can't because I have to wait, wait. Yeah. For you have to stay time. here, right? Yeah. yeah. So pray for us that that comes mm-hmm. quickly so we can get going. Yeah. Come on. Make it happen, Lord. Make it happen. Yes. Yeah. That's super exciting. Yeah. We have some other friends of the show, Yvonne and Mina. They're from Egypt. Um, they lived in, they're Egyptian. They lived in Australia and they moved here and they're, they're kind of in the immigration process as well. Yeah. But I just, I, lo- I always get so excited when people become U.S. citizens. You know, I'm like, yes, yeah, fellow American. You know, <laughs> he's on his way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> super great. That's that's an, a beautiful thing about this country. So, um, well, I don't know if there's anything else you guys want to say in closing, but I would love for you to pray for. Um, you know, I mean, heart heart deferred makes the hope sick, like Scripture says. And I know there's a lot of people. I always like to you know, really encourage people who maybe are in that waiting process, or maybe they were like Eve and they had this revelation of like, hang on, actually, this is, this is a desire of my heart, but I was just kind of, you know, it's my pride or selfishness, you know? And so there are a lot of people in different places in this, um, you know, but I would love for you to pray for them, but I don't know if there's anything else you want to say in closing before I have you guys pray. I would say just wait, wait on his time. Yeah, because right. his time is perfect. That's why we have learned his mm-hmm. time is perfect. Mm-hmm. And even when we, we don't see it, he's in control. He yeah. has shown us that, you know, on the timing line with everything, all the waiting season, the, you know, the immigration process, the authorization to work, driver's license, all of that came in the right time, at the right moment. When we met the language, you know, speaking, when we, communicate everything was on time you know everything God is on time. walk he's on time he's always there he's working something but he has to work your heart that's the first thing because that's all what he cares about you mm-hmm. your heart your soul where you are going come on so he cannot give you something yeah. that you're not gonna be able to handle yeah if he does it so you're not gonna you're gonna mess it up right let him work on your heart. Yeah, let him, help, let him work on your heart, change your heart and your mind. 
Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, go ahead and take it away, you guys. Go ahead and pray. Oh, Lord, I pray for every person right now in all kinds of different seasons, Lord, whether it's a single season, a married season, waiting on children, whatever season they are in, God, I ask that their faith would grow right now, that they would be so encouraged by what we have shared today, God, that they would be so encouraged to wait on your timing and trust that you have all things in control. And I just, I pray for all the females right now that maybe they feel like they're not enough or they lack or they've done something wrong. And that's why they haven't found the husband or the spouse. Lord, I, I pray right now that that all lies from the enemy would be silenced and your truth would begin to rise in their heart and in their mind. Holy Spirit, I ask for you to comfort them and begin to guide them into all truth. Lord, I ask that they would begin to wait in you, Jesus, and on you for your timing is perfect. Whatever it is you have planned for their life, May they simply surrender to whatever that is. You are king, O oh Lord, and it is an honor to wait on you. It is an honor to wait on you, King Jesus. Whatever your plans are, we say yes, and we surrender all of our wants and all of our desires, knowing that you hold those desires so close to your heart. We thank you, Jesus that you are comforting people right now, men and women alike, God, in their waiting season. Lord, we together, Rob and I just join hands right now and we pray over every yes. marriage. God, I pray that yeah. purity would arise. Mm -hmm. Lord, that their eyes would be set on you, that their hearts would be set ablaze yes. for you, Jesus, because when you are the center of our relationships, then we can have peace. Then we can prefer one another. Then we can lay aside our flesh and we can suffer knowing that you are with us, oh God. In any situation that they may be going through, Lord, may they see you. May they focus their eyes on you and lay at your feet and surrender and suffer for your glory, God. Lord, we pray that you would anoint wombs right now. Just like you're going to anoint my best friend, Rebecca, God. Just like we know we are going to see a miracle, Lord. I just proclaim and I declare that we will see miracles happen, that we will even hear reports of women becoming pregnant, God. We pray over wombs right now. We pray over these wombs that life would begin in the name of Jesus. And we come against any attack of the enemy on these wombs, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for life. We thank you for marriage. We thank you for family. And we thank you for our single season because it is a powerful season. Yeah. May we recognize that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, this is fantastic. It's been a great joy to be able to see this unfold, you know, just even just uh, the the small you know place I have in your guys's world, like it's been really cool to see this whole thing play out and just to kind of celebrate this God's faithfulness with you guys today. Like it's, I love it. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. I love marriage. I love relationships. Like that's, I love it. Super exciting. Thank you, Jeff. Thank yeah. you. Jeff. So how can people, obviously you do have the good girl book, which is still very relevant. Yeah. You know, especially as you're like on the other side of this, it's like, you know, you're like, I did it guys, you know? And so there's, you carry even more authority in this, um, having gone through it yourself. Um, so obviously people can buy that. Uh, Yes. what's the best place to, to buy that book? Uh, get the book at goodgirlthebook.com. Okay. And if you would like to join the Good Girl Gang, which is just a mentorship, I actually have a channel on my Instagram. And I'm just encouraging the ladies every day. And yes, please. Let it only be ladies, guys. Yeah. Leave them alone. Don't, don't <laughs> in there, please. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, but ladies... Yeah, single or married, join the good girl gang and let's run after Jesus together. Awesome. And then what are some good ways that people can follow you guys um, on social media? Your social media. <laughs> he doesn't really like that, but he is at Roberto Sosa Uk. He's a Mayan Indian. So his he has two last names and that's UC. And then mine is at Victoria Rich Sosa. Awesome. So everybody, you know, the drill links in the description to both of those. So if you do want to follow Roberto Sosa, Uke, by all means, you can, we have his Instagram right there. Go and follow him. Uh, I just found out that you have one, so I'm going to go follow you. Um, so uh, guys, thank you so much. We love you guys. We love uh, it's you. an honor to have you on the show. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. We'll see you soon. Yes. So everybody that's our show. Uh, we got an exciting week ahead. Tomorrow, we've got evangelist Chris Overstreet back in the house. Our boy Chris Overstreet. So I'm excited about that. Um, that's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. You guys also ElijahStreams.com slash donate. That's how you donate. We're digging a new fresh water well every two days. I can officially say no longer three days, every two days. Super exciting. So um, that's how you donate. ElijahStreams.com slash donate. And uh, we so appreciate those donations. Uh, we love you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Chris Overstreet. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Thank you.